joined today by Kiffin Simpson driving the number 21 car for HMD. It's your first time in Nashville. Yep. What do you think about this track so far? Um, it's pretty cool. Um, it's a very different street circuit. I mean, yeah. we drive over a bridge, so that's very different to <laughs> any street circuit I know of. Um, it's got a very tight uh, back section, and it's a lot of fun. Is there a part that is more challenging than you expected? Kind of, you, you go into a track walk, you're like, all right, this is what to expect, but you get in the car. Is there anything that caught you off guard this weekend? Um, the last little bit at the end of um, turn 9, 10, 11 is a little bit more tricky than I expected it yeah. to be with the way the road is and different things like that. So we have qualifying this afternoon, race tomorrow. It's ridiculously hot out. How do you stay kind of, you know, mentally sharp on such a hot day? You know, what do you do to just like kick back in between sessions? You know, is it training? Is it just total stay in air and do nothing for the next couple hours? Um, I try to just relax as much as I can. Yeah. Just stay in the AC, drink a lot of water. Um, we've had lunch since the last session yeah. so eat what I can and um, just prepare going over all the data and video so for those who maybe aren't familiar with Kiffin Simpson before this year you know how did you get involved in motorsports as a kid and you know your career progression and and you know everything that brought you kind of like to indie lights now mm. I started in karting in Barbados when I was uh, nine I believe okay and uh, from there, I just moved over to, I started racing in America after a couple of years, and then from there, I uh, went to F4 and FR before I came over to Indy Lights. What would you say is the biggest change coming over to HMD for this round? Like, what did you notice first? Um, they're very organized, and I've, liked, and I've liked working with them because they've, they've obviously done this last year as well, so they know what they're doing, they're experienced, and... Uh, it's different working with such a big team as well. What is it, do you get in with all your teammates pretty quickly? Like, have you been able to work with them and kind of learn some things or even teach them some things? Yeah, um, I've known a lot of these guys from before I joined the team. Um, this week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. 
So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. have a development deal with Chip Ganassi Racing. How did that uh, How did that come about? Um, I was able to meet Chip at Daytona this year, okay. um, at the Daytona 24, and from there we talked about my career and the future of uh, CGR, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you uh, get to spend time with them? You know, if there's not an Indy Lights race on a weekend, are you at the track spending time with Ganassi talking to drivers or crew or whatever, just kind of get a feel for, you know, what IndyCar is like. Yeah, um, I try to as much as I can. Yeah. I was at the 500 this year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to go to Toronto, but I was at uh, Indy for the most recent road course race. Um, and I just try to learn from them as much as I can and learn from all their crew as well. Any of the drivers there that you've gotten to talk to that have given you any sort of good advice that you're like, wow, that, you know, that's something I want to take with me for the next Indy Lights race? Um, yeah, I've talked to Dario quite a lot. Okay. Um, so he's, he's he, for instance, in uh, Detroit, he was able to teach me a lot about that track. Yeah. This track, he's obviously never driven, but uh, he was still able to give me some pointers here. You've had a pretty solid Indy Lights season. Is there something, you know, one weekend that you're looking at from in the past this year that you're like, you know, if I just did one thing differently, I would have been on the podium. Something that sticks out to you in um, any way. The first race at Detroit, I probably didn't do the best I could in qualifying. I wasn't feeling great that weekend, and uh, I don't think I got the most out of myself. Um, so maybe I could have done better yeah. that weekend, but overall I think I've done a pretty good job. So kind of on a, a similar note, what are keys to success for the rest of the year you've got four five rounds something like that I think left it's four yeah if you don't include this weekend i think it's four yeah so there's you know a handful of races left in the season what are you know what's most important to have a successful second half last quarter of the year i think 
a big part is going to be learning from all of uh, HMD drivers yeah. um, and learning from them on how I can be quicker and uh, just try to work on getting a better result. Getting back to this weekend a little bit, the track we've heard from some of the drivers is not the easiest to pass on. How important do you think qualifying is going to be coming up this afternoon? I think qualifying is going to be very important. Um, I had even just I had what I would say was a pretty good draft uh, down one of the straightaways on the lap, and it really didn't do much for me. So push to pass will help that a little bit, but it's still going to be incredibly difficult because the braking zones are incredibly bumpy. Yeah. What What is it like? I, I noticed maybe more this year than last year. The second you're going over the bridge and it's bumpy as hell. How do you set up a car to A, slow down, and B, turn when you are on probably one of the bumpiest parts of the track? That is probably a better question for the engineers. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but they do a great job at it. Looking ahead to 2023, you know, how, how early in... 2023 plans are you? Have you already started discussing that? I know you can't say what's going to happen, but... Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure as of yet. We are looking at 2023 because we do... We don't have a ton of races left yeah. in 2022. Um, but I am still focused on 2022 as much as I can and uh, just focus on finishing the year strong. Would a goal be to potentially do some IndyCar races next year, or try to get a, a you know another full season at lights, and then kind of work your way up from there. I mean, IndyCar is pretty awesome, and it'd be awesome to race yeah. IndyCar, but uh, it's not completely my decision. Yeah. So, cool. Well, good luck this week, man. Yeah, thanks. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle, or padel as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!